You're listening to the Life with Old Dogs podcast, and I'm your host, Dawn Mimnaw, primary caretaker of all of our wonderful senior German Shepherds right here at Woody's Place Senior German Shepherd Sanctuary. Hey there, folks. This is Dawn here from the Life with Old Dogs podcast, and I am thrilled and honored to be here this week with Mark Robinson of Walkin' Pets. Walkin' Pets. Uh, We have several of the Walking Pets products, and we are true believers in what they have to offer. So, Mark, welcome, and thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Dawn. Thanks for for having me. It's a privilege to be here. I I love what you guys do, and it's great to be a part of your solutions. Oh, likewise, likewise, absolutely. Uh, Right off the bat, you make our lives and what we do here very much uh, easier. Um, You know, with uh, with what we're doing with with dogs in general, uh, German shepherds tend to have mobility issues as they get older. So whether it's uh, degenerative myelopathy or not, uh, your products have come in handy on numerous occasions. (laughs) <laughs> so thank you. Um, Mark, can you tell us how you uh, how you got started with Walking Pets? Thanks, Don. Um, many years ago, before the advent of the internet, I had a, a, a dog who was diagnosed with canine epilepsy. And uh, he was actually, at the time, he was snapping and growling at my newborn son. And the vet said that it was incurable and it would probably continue to happen. And the only solution was to put the dog to sleep, which, which I did. Years later, a dear friend developed epilepsy, a person. And I had the internet then, and I did all kinds of research to understand this disease and, and what to do about it. And while I was doing this research, what I learned was if I had had the internet when my dog was sick, I would have made a much more informed choice. So I set out to create the resource that I had wished that I had. And it started as a a message board, grew into a website where I was providing some of the products that some of the people needed at that point. I think it was mostly ramps and harnesses. As the message board grew and the discussions grew, I began to see that there was a, there was a change going on in the world, that people were beginning to treat their pets as family and that this shift was showing up in their desire to care for their animals, to give their animals the, the care and attention that any other family member would need. Um, in 2005, I started developing a wheelchair, I saw that the other wheelchairs on the market were um, custom-made, required you know, over a dozen measurements and uh, a non-refundable deposit. Two weeks later, somebody would get their wheelchair and hopefully it fit their dog. If not, it sometimes went back to the manufacturer. People loved these wheelchairs. They, they gave their dogs a whole new life but they complained about them. Uh, they, they, they couldn't fit in the back seat of the car. 
uh, because it couldn't fold flat. Took three weeks, couldn't adjust. They'd walk down the street and it was really a collection of tubing and uh, radiator clips. <laughs> People would say, oh, don't torture the poor thing. Why don't you put him to sleep? Hmm. So this whole community found this message board and realized that here they have a community where um, they can talk about their problems. So I solved those problems with some really brilliant engineers and created Walking Wheels. That That's fantastic. That is absolutely fantastic. And, and how true, how true. And as you, as you were telling us your journey there, I, I was thinking in my head about the, the wheel carts that um, you were talking about and um, how, how cumbersome they could be. And I'm not saying they're not, they weren't, you know, not good products, but just not as um, easy to use as, as walking pets. And uh, here at Woody's place, we we've been there. We've been there. We were one of those people with Woody um, back in 2010 in, in one of the, the wheel carts that, it was exactly what you just described. We took the measurements. We took the measurements numerous times and the wheel cart didn't fit him right. And therefore he hated the wheel cart. And, you know, the, the end result is people do love their pets as family and they, they want to help their pets, not hurt their pets. So to see them in a wheel cart that just doesn't fit properly and they're not getting the results that they want that just adds to their their frustration and anguish that they're already feeling. So it is imperative to have a wheel cart that is um, specific to that dog. And what I love most about your wheel cart is it's it's fully adjustable. And and you know we 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 what we do is when we get a senior German Shepherd, a new senior German Shepherd, let's say you know he comes in and he has degenerative myelopathy. Um, you know, we get out our tools and we bring out that wheel cart. And of course it takes several adjustments and several go arounds here at the sanctuary. And then we make a couple more adjustments and bada bing, bada bang. He's, he's, he's often going because he's in a wheelchair that, that fits him correctly. So, yeah. Sometimes I see that when a dog comes every now and then people will bring their dogs to our facility here and we get to see them hands on and, to see a dog when we when we fit him for the chair and he hasn't walked in five years, he gets into the wheelchair and all of a sudden he's off across the parking lot. Mm-hmm. They didn't bring a leash because they hadn't needed a leash in five years, and all of a sudden we're chasing him across the parking lot. It it really it's <laughs> it's a joyful occasion. Right, it, of course it is. Of course, it must make your heart full to to see that you are providing. That you you truly you truly are a savior. You really are because you you have provided. You've basically extended the lives of these dogs who truly needed it and bought more time with their family who loves them dearly. So yeah, absolutely. I recently had that feeling tenfold. I went to I had the privilege of going to Bangkok, and in Bangkok there's a, a man and his his name is the man who rescues dogs. He takes dogs off the street in Bangkok and brings them to this rescue. And he has 35 dogs in wheelchairs, all in walking wheels. Wow. And 
There's a great scene on the website, and I think it's also on TikTok and Facebook and everywhere I can place it, where I'm standing there and it's their walk time. And all of a sudden, 35 dogs in wheelchairs are running toward me <laughs> to see them to see them playing and, and barking and running. That was that was very heartening. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we recently, uh, well, not recently, but in the not too far off past, we had a senior German shepherd here, Jared, and uh, we had him and his brother and they both had degenerative myelopathy. Unfortunately, Jensen was a little too far gone to really adapt to the wheel cart. But uh, Jared, it was like when we put him in that wheel cart, he had such a desire to go. We barely had him in the wheel cart before he was trying to to take off. And I'm sure you know this happens, Mark. But they get so crazy that sometimes they flip in their in their wheel cart and they look like turtles on their backs, you know. And they need to be rescued and whatnot. But even that didn't deter him from slowing down. He just was just woo took off like a a greyhound running a race. <laughs> Exercise is life. Yeah. When, when these dogs get this exercise, um, not only does it bring back their sense of life, but based on a, based on a recent article, and it's, uh, it's mentioned in our blog, that um, the exercise will actually slow the progression of degenerative myelopathy. Right. So that you can get years more life. Mm-hmm. The, the other yeah. thing that we began to notice over time and, and listening to our customers was that as a degenerative disease, this and many others start very early. And one of the problems that we were having was the dogs weren't getting their wheelchairs early enough to really extend their life, to get the exercise, to get the, the joy that's still left. As time went on, we developed a, a whole line of other products that begins with a um, a rear end support leash, our, 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 our buddy up um, lift and go support leash. This is a leash. It's a very simple product, very inexpensive. And it's like a leash that goes around the back legs on the rear end. So that as you're walking your dog and he's getting a little bit of weakness, you're just giving him a little support from the end that needs the most help. That way he's continuing to exercise and and it's just, yeah, exercise is life. As the disease progresses, we change the lift and go leash to the lift and go harness, which is a rear support harness. And that has a handle on it. So uh, long handles on it. So that rather than just giving a little support on the leg, it gives a lot of support on the back end. Mm-hmm. As the dog's disease degenerates further, we can put a front harness on that attaches to the rear harness so that now the dog's getting help on the front and the back. The front harness also has clips on it so that as the disease progresses even further, you clip the harness that he's already used to and already loves right into the wheelchair. So it's almost no transition for the dog. He's going from a harness that you're lifting to a harness that the wheels are supporting. Right. When we first it built into the design of the wheelchair, the adjustability is also allowing for degenerative type diseases, because as it starts out, 
we have the wheels high up and his feet on the ground so that he's actually walking. But if his legs fall out from under him, he doesn't fall. The wheels support him. As the disease progresses further, we'll lift the wheelchair a little bit higher and put some boots on him so he doesn't scrape his legs. Right. And then when he loses use of his legs altogether, we can put them up in the um, in the leg rings in the in the um, in, the, in the stirrups. Yep. Um, so the, this whole process, what we want to do is we want to start helping the dog as soon as he begins to experience some weakness. Right. And, and that's pretty much when they're, you, you pretty much notice it when they're trying to get up from a sitting or a laying position, or you can see when they're standing and their back end start, starts to sag. That's, that's when they, they start to need help. Um, I have a question for you. When, when would you say, when would you say would be the right time to put them in a wheel cart? When would you say would be the right time to graduate from the harness to the wheel cart? As you're caring for your dog, you really get in touch with the dog's weakness and disabilities. I almost want to say it's it, it becomes obvious. You know when the time is right. When you're providing pretty much complete support from time to time on the rear end, when he can't walk without your support, then it's time to give him the permanent support. So, for example, if if you're if you've graduated from the up and go leash to the lift and go harness and you're holding it all the time. Right. Whether you hold it or put it in a wheelchair almost makes no difference to the dog. The dog's going to get the support he needs on the back end. Right. So, and to put him in the wheelchair early, of course, is a good idea because he gets used to it while he's still active. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there is, there is a fine balance there, I think, you know, because I also feel like you don't want to do it too, too soon, because then I feel like they uh, their back end atrophies quicker if you do it too soon. So there is there is, a I think, a a, a, a little bit of a fine line there of when to, to put them in and when not to. But I agree with you that, you know, when you're when you're basically you are the one, you know, standing for them. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. that's when it's when it's time. Um, in the in the along those lines, the 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 atrophy of the rear end. One of the things that we notice a lot when we'll watch a dog, an active dog in a wheelchair, is the movement of his legs is free and clear. Even when they're up in the stirrups, as a dog is walking, you'll see his legs moving back and forth vigorously to the extent that he can. So if the dog has muscle control in the rear end, whether he's in the, the whether he's in the wheelchair or not, he will use those muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's if he's walking in the wheelchair, if he's still just at the point where it, his legs give out on him every once in a while and the wheelchair is adjusted right, then he's still walking on his back legs. So it's it's important to understand the atrophy issue, but um, it doesn't it, it it's not as common as you might think. Right. Okay. Um, 
the harness. So the buddy up uh, harness that you were speaking of. I must have been, I must have had my head in a cloud because I had no idea that you had even had a product like that until I want to say maybe like two years ago, about a year and a half, two years ago. And I, it was like this, it was like the skies opened up and the angels hugged me because it was just so wonderful being able to have that harness. And as you just said, the, the dog stays in the harness. You simply line up the cart and you clip them right into the cart with that harness without having to adjust anything, take anything off. It was a true godsend. And for us, there's no looking back now. That's, uh, that's the way we're going every single I time. Hope your dog feels the same way. <laughs> well, he's deceased now. That, that one's deceased now. But as I sit here at my desk, I have another uh, right in front of me, Prince, who has degenerative myelopathy. And probably in another, I don't know, maybe four to five months, he's going to start needing some sort of a device to, um, to aid him in getting around. But yeah, that harness is uh it's it's absolutely fantastic and like you said the the transition from uh the beginning of that whole um product system to the cart is is such an easy transition for the caregiver of of a dog with mobility issues whether it be dm or not you have you have really thought that whole thing through for sure Um, i don't get credit for that The community gets credit for that. And and this is important in this business. I've I've had several businesses in my life. I've always liked to do new, innovative, fun things. And and, and that's always turned out to be kind of an entrepreneurial lifestyle. But this business is driven by the community, the community of caretakers, the community of people who feel that pets are family. They let us know what they need. And our job is just to listen to pay attention and to and to give them the products that their dogs are asking them to ask us for. Right. Uh, things like better harnessing systems, um, new innovations in, in in boots, in splints, in all of our areas. Uh, we 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 come up with some new products, the hippies and the vertebrae. Can you tell which, us a little bit about that? Well, the the hippies is a uh, system for supporting the dog's hips. It, it, it helps with the cubital ulcers. There's a there's a donut that'll fit in it. Um, it, it can help. There's a, a device called the cross assist, which will help with the dogs who cross their back legs. Oh, okay. um, it's really a hip support product that um, can be can be a, a huge benefit to dogs with with hip and um, joint problems. Mm-hmm. The Vertebrave is a back brace, but it's it's designed based on what 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 the dogs have really been needing. There have been back braces before, but they haven't supported them in, in just the right positions with the right amount of pressure. Um, this this um, Vertebrave actually uses memory foam and has metal supports inside, which are removable. Wow. So that the memory foam will um, become um, will, will conform to the dog's back and the dog's spine, while the metal strips will provide firm support. And then, as the dog strengthens, you can remove the metal strips, 
and give a less level of support. So all of this is is basically stuff that you and and your dogs have been asking for. That's fantastic. The, the whole business has been a community created business. And, and what and, what a ba- what a, what a great business. Find find a need and fill it and 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 I love the fact that you decided to work with our our, our canine companions. <laughs> well, um, they, they, they decided to work with me. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds that way. You um you were talking about booties. So booty booties, of course, are an important factor for um people caring for dogs with degenerative myelopathy uh or any sort of um disease degenerative or not where the dog is knuckling under. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your booties? Because we get we get asked questions all the time about booties. And um not all booties are created equal. So can you tell us about your booties? Um, well, there's there's two levels of boots. There's a, a level of boots that's really just decided to protect it, that's designed to protect the feet and um, keep them from scraping and hot pavement and the normal stuff. And those we've designed to fit and to stay on, which has always been a big problem. That was the problem in the industry. Um, so we designed these in a contoured way with neoprene so that so that they'll stay on. The boots I think you might have been referring to are what we call our no-knuckling training sock. Mm-hmm. Um, what we found is that as dogs begin to knuckle under where they're walking on their knuckles instead of their paw pads, it becomes kind of habitual. It becomes a, um, almost a nerve disease as such. And we need to retrain the nerves and retrain the muscles to walk on their paw. So to do that, the no knuckle training sock will wrap around their wrist and has a soft padded rubber um, elastic um, rope that goes between their toes to hold their toes to the front. And we use this in short periods. We don't we don't keep it on the dog frequently. We use it in short periods to retrain the dog to walk on his paw. Okay, um, <clears throat> I I have seen that. I have seen that on your website. Um, so so would that be the the no knuckling training sock? Would that be for a uh, degenerative myelopathy dog, like in the beginning stages of DM, or or will it work all the way through, or how would that work? Um, it'll it'll work to the point where he still has control of his okay. muscles and nerves. When once he loses control of that, then there is nothing to retrain. Right. Um, the the key here, and you know, we'll, we'll see retraining in humans as well as, as we begin to deal with some disease. Sometimes there's new muscles and new tendencies we need to develop. So although there is no real clinical study as to when and how the knuckle training will work, um, it's, it becomes pretty obvious. If you try it a few times and it's beginning to make a difference, then the dog does indeed have the capability to be retrained to walk on his paw. If not, then it's, it's something that, that we're just going to have to live with. Right. Right. But, 
the no knuckling training sock, of course, it would benefit, I feel it would benefit uh, dogs with degenerative myelopathy in the beginning stages, but also other other uh, mobility issues as well, uh, which could create knuckling under. So I'm just taking notes on that (laughs) because I'm definitely going to be looking into the no knuckling training sock. Our splints have also been very popular for for that. You know, once once a dog loses control of his paw and can't be retrained, our splints is a way to keep the dog's leg in the proper position. Uh, There's all kinds of reasons for splinting, and um, our our line of splints we have five different sizes to accommodate just about any size dog. Mm -hmm. But one of the innovations that we came up with based on what we were being asked to do as we were providing these splints, we were, we were getting concerned that they were too wide or they weren't wide enough um, that they needed to be adjustable. So we came out with the adjustable splint, which is a splint that can widen and that can change its angle for front or back and um, split it in the position that That's we need. Fantastic. Yeah. Moving forward with that, we've come up with our, uh, and, and this is very recent, we've, we've opened up a uh, bracing department. So we're offering custom braces for dogs that, um, that need them. Awesome. I, I love, uh, I love the versatility of, of, the products, the, the splints, that's fantastic, fantastic as well. Um, we have, um, we have a walking walk-in, sorry, pets. It's almost like a shoe. Um, and it, it, it was for the front leg of one of our residents here, unfortunately, who had cancer and we needed, we needed something to, um, support his, to keep his paw covered and to support his his uh, the bottom you know part of his leg, and of course, walking walking pets was the first place I went to to find this. Our vet said, "Well, this is what you need." Well, it's not like you're just walking into a pet supply store and picking up something like that. So of course, I came home and and uh, ordered it. And uh, I'll tell you, it was it was abs- it was perfect because first of all, it was super easy to clean. You know, it was it was harder on the outside, and then I don't know if it was neoprene on the inside or not. I'm not. I don't really quite remember. No, it's a closed cell foam. Okay, but it was super easy to clean. Of course, his foot was in there, so it was very easy to clean. Secondly, it was very easy on, very easy off. Now, this is a dog who had cancer. He had osteosarcoma, so I needed something that was going to. I I couldn't wrangle something on this this uh, dog that we had. I had to place you know, gingerly because I didn't want to hurt him. And that, that boot or shoe splint, whatever you want to call it, it was booty, splint. booty splint. I'll tell you, it was, it, it, it saved, it saved him. It saved him for a few I'm more months. So glad. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad to know that uh, because, you know, being, uh, being in the position that I am working with older German shepherds, Sometimes I feel uh, like, oh my gosh, you know, this dog needs this, this dog needs that. And, and I don't have time to scour the internet for hours looking for a product that's actually going to work. 
And now that we have found walking pets, and again, it's not like we just found walking pets. We've we've been uh, with your company, whether you know it or not, for a while now. I don't look anywhere else. You're our go-to source because I know I can find what it is that I'm looking for. And it's going to be of quality and it's going to be easy to use. So that's that's what the dogs have asked for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you have another product that we we have actually used as well. So we've we've talked about uh, splints, uh, boots, um, the training socks, and the carts. We have one of your drag bags. Awesome. Yes. So, of course, the carts are fantastic for when the dogs are outside, or if you have a very big open environment indoors which we don't have, we, we have rooms. And so the dogs, they still want to get around when they can, but obviously, you know, they're pulling themselves, their, their front end still going, but their back end is dragging around and it could get scraped up and bump into things. So can you tell us a little bit about the drag bag? Uh, yeah, the, the, the drag bag is really designed to accommodate the way dogs truly live indoors. Um, although wheelchairs work indoors, they get caught on door frames and on chair legs and can be annoying, especially the larger ones. The drag bag is a way to protect their stomach and their back end as they're dragging around the house on their front legs as, as they do. Um, the um, and actually there was an evolution to that product when we first created it. Uh, it was a it was a, a solid bag around them. And um, I, I have a, a 501c3 called the Handicapped Pets Foundation, and that deals primarily. It has curriculums for fourth graders, where fourth graders will take our products and invent stuff and things like this. And one of our team of fourth graders decided we needed a vent in the top of the. Um, of the drag bag there in Texas and it was hot. It was a brand new product. And so they said, you should put a vent in the top. And so now many of the drag bags have that vent in the top. In addition to that, we also were looking for ways to make it easier to help the dog move around inside. And so we put wheels on it. We have mm -hmm. what's called the scooter, the walking scooter which attaches to um, a specific drag bag so that underneath the drag bag, now you have some casters and that lets the dog roll around really easily in the house. And that was actually an award-winning um, product. We, we won product of best in show at one of the, uh, um, one of the conventions for that. Uh, yes, the walking, the walking scooter. So it kind of reminds me a little bit of a, of a Roomba, <laughs> and, <laughs> right? And then, and then you put, you put the dog on top of it, who is already in his drag bag. And then basically the wheels become his back legs and he can still pull himself around with this. And I, I keep saying dogs, but really it's also for cats and other small animals as well. Right. I mean, I've seen other animals use anything that walks as a, as a matter of fact uh, one of my one of my favorite stories was a uh, young young lady from Vermont came in one day with a chicken and asked <laughs> if we would make a wheelchair for her chicken she had brought it in the house to heal it after a fox attack and had oh. become so attached to it 
uh, the chicken could still move its legs, but it mm-hmm. couldn't support its own weight. And Aww. so we built it. We built a wheelchair. It was a very simple, easy wheelchair, and allowed the chicken to move his legs and then <laughs> walk a little bit. So as as soon as we did that, um, we, we sent out press releases. We thought it was great. We sent out pictures and press releases, and it went all over. A couple of days later, I'm watching my favorite show, Saturday Night Live, and Weekend Update is on. And who should come on but Colin Jost, the newscaster there, and he said he puts a picture of our of our wheelchair up with the headline: "Company makes custom wheelchairs for chicken," and says, "Just eat the chicken." Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. But of course, is laughing. In the morning, I, I fire off a letter to him, say, "You know, this was somebody's pet." Uh, the local Boston station picked that up and came up here and interviewed the young girl. Uh, Aurora about the chicken whose name was Granite Hart. And at the end of the interview, the, the they asked Aurora, um, so what did you think of the Saturday Night Live, the piece? And she said, well, you know, I know it was meant to be funny and, and everybody laughed, but it wouldn't have been so funny if it had been a dog. Well, there's a lot of truth to that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, I'm glad you you were able to create a a wheel cart for her beloved chicken uh, to continue, and hopefully he he has made a full recovery. At least he's he's in his wheel cart getting around. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We, we've done we've done ducks, chickens, uh, rabbits. Uh, mm-hmm. We we did a wheelchair for a turtle. We've done uh, miniature horses, cows a lot of goats. Goat is a very popular uh, pet. Pigs. The the move around the planet of pets as family is not only global, but it's also all pets. Who we choose to have in our family is a personal choice. Yes. It's it's, uh, across species. Yes, it is. It does go beyond com, com, uh, compassionate or companion pets to uh, what what others would consider livestock or farm animals. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, we love the drag bag and, and the um, the scooter. Absolutely love it. Uh, I have to say about the, the scooter, it's it's actually I said it was like a, um, a Roomba, but actually uh, up top, it's kind of like in a U in a U shape. I guess for the, I don't know, better position of the body when the dog is laying down, but uh, it definitely works. Um, Another product that we have that unfortunately we we have had to use a few times, especially with degenerative myelopathy dogs, is the um, the the walk-in pet uh, transporter uh, transporter stretcher. it's it's fantastic. I mean, when I say that, I, I guess people automatically assume this giant stretcher, but it's not. It's literally folded up. I don't know if it's like heavy duty nylon at the top of my head. I'm not really sure. I yeah. know it's red. I know it's red. And um, we have it here in a closet and there's, you know, handles on each corner and you can um, lay it on the ground and maneuver the dog over onto it. And then there's like uh, straps that go, you can strap the dog in and then it requires either two or four people to lift the dog, but it's safe. It's, it's very safe and easy, uh, especially for larger dogs. You know, that's when you have a larger dog with DM and they really can't maneuver around. This product is a lifesaver. 
to get a, a dog in and out of a car, let's say they can't use a ramp or, or they're afraid to use a ramp. This product is fantastic because it can literally go from your kitchen floor if you want with the dog, you know, two people carrying the dog out and then lay it in the back of the vehicle very, very comfortably and very safely. So well, Lifesaver is right. And this product was recommended by somebody who had come across a dog in the road. Mm -hmm. and wanted to help the dog, but had no way to help it. With this stretcher, it, it gives you the ability, and it, it's got six handles. It's got two in the middle and one in each corner so that you can provide support to lift the dog. Um, we, we have people who just drive with one in the trunk, um, sometimes taking a dog home from a vet or a vet hospital where it needs to be supported. Um, and, and using this stretcher enables, enables us to transport a dog safely and effectively without having to um, add stress by carrying it, you know, around the, around the legs or around the, right. the back end. Right. But, uh, the stretcher has been a, a great resource to lots of, lots of caretakers. It has. We've we've had people borrow it who knew that we had it. And unfortunately that, you know, they had to take their their dog for that final journey to the vet and wanted to borrow that. Um, years ago, we had a, another stretcher that somebody had actually purchased for us. Um, it was very big and very cumbersome and just a, quite an ordeal <laughs> to well, actually use for people. Yeah, it was yeah. yeah, it was something similar. It was something yeah. similar. So when this product came along, I, I actually purchased it for the sanctuary. I thought, oh yeah, listen, anything that's gonna um help, <laughs> you know, and not be an ordeal to use is is what we're looking for. And that stretcher is, is uh fantastic. Um another another idea that we got around the time that we were we were looking at this was we noted you you'll notice a lot of times when you leave the vet's office they'll give you a towel to hold the dog where you, you grab the towel and you lift it kind of by its belly. Not a great way to carry a dog mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's cumbersome. So what we came up with was a belly support that Velcros around the dog's belly and gives you handles. So it's really just a, um, a comfortable, convenient, easy to lift towel. Right. A, a lot of these ideas, <laughs> just come to us from caretakers who have problems that we can yeah. solve. Well, years and years ago, the, the towel is actually what I used for Woody. Mm -hmm. um, again, he he started uh, with degenerative myelopathy in 2009, and the internet just wasn't the same back then. I mean, there wasn't, I couldn't, I didn't know. I was so green, I, I just didn't know. And, um, hold on. Sorry, we have we have beagles who are right next door to us and they just came out. So our gang has to let them know we're here. <laughs> there, um, there's nothing wrong with having dog dogs barking in a podcast about dogs. <laughs> yeah, but the towel, obviously, it uh, digs into areas that you really don't want it to dig into. And it does become uncomfortable and inconvenient. So that that support also is uh, is a step in the right direction. Um, Another product that we have of walking pets is your um, your uh, pet steps, the extended pet steps. It's more it's more like a 
it's more like a, a level um, like a series of platforms as opposed to steps because uh -huh. they're so can you tell us a little bit about that um that's just a, a that's that's a product that was was requested by a number of dog owners it's a it's a very convenient way to help a car uh, help help a dog get up into a car um you know the problems that all pet caretakers around the world have are very consistent. Mm -hmm. Getting upstairs, getting into the cars, things like this. And this was just what we found to be the one of the one of the solutions that works really well. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, the pet steps, um, the extended pet steps. Uh, mm -hmm. What I what I like about them for our residents here, whether they have degenerative myelopathy or not, is that they are they are wide they literally are like a, a what is it four 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 platforms that yeah, go from the ground five. up yeah. is that what it is four or five we have four and five we have both i think ours is four now that i, I think about it, i think ours is four but and also um the surface the material that you just that you put on the um top part of the steps it uh it provides security for our residents with mobility issues because sometimes ramps have a tendency to either be too rough or scratchy or they're hard plastic and they just don't, the dogs don't feel comfortable. But these, it's almost like a rug that you have on there and um, and it it does provide security for our residents here at the sanctuary. Thrilled that it's working so well for you. Yeah, well, we're thrilled. Like I said, we we are we're thrilled with your products. Absolutely. Um, so, Mark, is there is there anything else that you're working on for a new product? Um, well, the 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 most recent announcement has been the braces, uh, braces, the orthotics okay. and prosthetics. That's something that I'm really excited about. It's uh, the, the way it works is if your dog needs a brace. And you'll often be told that by a professional. Um, mm -hmm. if, if your dog needs a, an orthosis, um, you'll make a cast of your dogs. You'll order a casting kit. The casting kit gives you everything you need to make a plaster cast of your dog's leg. Or you can take it to the vet and have the vet make the cast. Mm -hmm. You send us the cast and we create a custom brace for the dog. Uh, it's not something it's, it's the it's the kind of thing that can't really be adjustable yet. Mm -hmm, it, it's, right. it, it has to be exactly fitting for the dog because of the dog's comfort and the number of different um, afflictions that could that could require it. But to be able to provide this kind of custom bracing to customers all over is is really going to be a um, a major boost forward for maintaining the health of dogs. Right. Fantastic. We will be on the lookout for that for sure. Um, Mark, where can, where can people find out more about walking pets by handicapped pets? Well, um, walking pets, actually for those of us, for those who've known us for a long time, I started the company as handicappedpets.com about five years ago. We, decided to make the name a little more positive and move to Walkin' Pets. So we've been calling it Walkin' Pets by HandicapPets.com just so that people don't think we're, we're a new company. Yeah, we're the same guys who were here 20 years ago with the message board. 
Um, walkingpets.com is the, is the name of the website. And one of the things I really recommend everybody do who's interested in this is follow our blog. We have a brilliant blog, which um, constantly comes up with new ideas, timely topics, uh, talks about some of the problems that we're all facing and um, can just be a real great place to, um, to, to get new information. Okay. The, um, the website is walking pets or walking pets, both work or handicappedpets.com. They, 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 they all get there. And, uh, we, we also still have the original forum, the, the forum where people can get into some in-depth discussions, uh, can be seen most easily at handicappedpets.net where you can log on to this forum and really be a part of a community now with maybe 10,000 people and 100,000 messages, um, all help and support. Okay, so that, that is handicappedpets.net. That's right. where the forum is. Right, okay. or you can get there from, from our website. Oh, thing. you can. Okay. I'll be sure to put that in our show notes. Thank you. Uh, with, with a clickable link this way, people can just click right on it and be able to find you. And then, of course, you're on, you're on social media as well. Absolutely. We, we, we have a team of videographers and video editors that create these absolutely wonderful videos and, and music videos. And, and actually our music video, um, Michaela Theon, who is a, is a singer songwriter and videographer has created a, uh, an award-winning um, kind of music video for handicapped pets. Oh, really? And several, <laughs> several different, um, watching the videos and watching pets enjoying themselves and half a dozen pets running down the beach. I love uh, seeing that. Yes. Uh, me too. And everybody <laughs> loves seeing that great way to wake up and start your day. Yes. I I've actually, um, I've actually been on your social media and I've seen those videos and honestly, it's like a, it's almost like a rabbit trail that I get pulled down because, and then I realize the 20, 15, 20 minutes has gone by. It's like, Oh oh my gosh, I have to get back to work because it's such a, it's such a, a, a feel good story. Each one is such a feel good story uh, because at the end of the day, um, our dogs, like you said, they, they are family and uh, we want what's best for them and we want them to keep moving and be comfortable for as long as possible. And uh, walk in pets, has definitely been a game changer for our pets. Our, our calendars, ca calendar contest is coming up. Do you know about our annual calendar contest? No, tell us about uh, it. We've been doing this now for about five years. And what happens is uh, dogs from around the world enter their photos. And, um, and, and we get thousands of photos from, um, I think we had uh, 22 different countries last year, all around the world. And then they're voted on on social media and the winners get a place in our annual calendar. Oh. And um, it's, it's actually, it's a, it's a wonderful progress process that we, we all love here. And how would someone enter for that contest? Um, if you go on the website, there'll be a link to the calendar contest. Okay. I will be sure to provide a link for that in the uh in yeah, that's actually starting June 20th. As of June 20th, there'll be a link to the calendar contest. All right. All right. Well, I will be sure to add that June 20th 
um, I'll, I'll say, you know, the website, but June 20th, look for it on or after June 20th. And if people sign up for our mailing list, they will certainly know about it. All right. All right. Wonderful. I'll 